Hello and welcome once again to the Jeff Go to Go podcast. I'm Dennis Barker Jr., sports editor at the Standard Banner, joined as always by Andy Hill, boys basketball coach of the Jefferson County Patriots, and Bo Lewis, head coach of the Jefferson County Lady Patriots basketball team. Uh, today we got a little bit of a different show, a couple of special guests. Um, before we get into that, though, just a little bit of house cleaning, uh, a couple of shout-outs to deal out. Uh, we got the golf team. Uh, recently the girls' golf team wrapped up an IMAC championship on the links, um, and uh, Coach Bryson Jurek, named Coach of the Year. Um, Andy, they're doing things a little bit different with golf this year. Uh, instead of having just an outright IMAC championship at the end of the year to decide who makes all IMAC. They played three three matches this year, all four teams, and took an aggregate score from each player to decide who would make all IMAC. What are some of your thoughts on that being, a, you know, being more of a traditional guy, somebody that's been through that IMAC championship? Uh, I mean, it's definitely a way to determine more of a true champion. Whereas, I mean, somebody can go out there and get hot. Uh, the IMAC tournament when I played was 18 holes one day, um, and we had something different. We had the IMAC tournament, then we had the district tournament. Um, and they still do that. And the, and the way that they did the IMAC tournament, you played six and counted five instead of from the boys' side instead of playing five count four. So it gave somebody else kind of an opportunity to play. And if you were uh, heading into the postseason looking for, um, you know, a way to to maybe the the end of your lineup was. Um, uh, you, you had questions all the way from like three through six or four through six. It gave yourself a chance to go out there and, and have an actual qualifier in a tournament round. But I do like the way that, that um, in an 18-hole match or an 18-hole tournament, somebody can go out there and get hot and just, um, you know, win. When you do it uh, over the course of more holes, you determine more of a true champion. So. Well, of course, uh, you know, like I said, uh, Bryson Jurek named Coach of the Year. The girls end up winning, so we want to congratulate them. Uh, Emily Royston, Sarah Howard, Emma Simpson, uh, you know, great job on their part to uh, be able to come out on top in uh, two of those three matches. And, you know, still, e- e- even the third match, um, the, o- the only match that they've lost all season, um, only a couple of strokes off. So, solid job by them. Uh, also, girls soccer, they're now one game away from clinching a third straight district regular season title. Uh, Coach Way and his group went over to Morristown East on Tuesday, came back with a 4-0 victory. So, they get a win against Morristown West next week. That makes it three straight years they haven't lost a match in district play. So, good job to them. Um, volleyball. Won three of their last four matches. Obviously, have bounced back. Um, solid job by them. And then, of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about what the football team has done these last three weeks. Well, the, really, these last two weeks for sure, picking up huge wins over Science Hill and DB. They are now in the driver's seat for that elusive region championship. Like I said, we got a couple of special guests today. Uh, we got a couple of seniors, Hayden Churchwell and Brooke Satterfield. Guys, nice to have you. It's nice to be here. Nice to be here. Um, Brooke, I want to start with you. You know, obviously we just talked about how uh, volleyball has kind of resurged here over the last little bit. What's been different? Uh, what's been different for the team over these last couple of weeks? I still don't think that we've played to our full potential yet, but we have. We try to keep the energy up and we play as a team and we don't quit at the end, and that's what has led us to these few victories the past week. How much did the Sevier County match help? I mean, being able to go and get a 3-0 win over them, you know, especially oh. after the way the season started. Oh, that helped a lot. Um, I think it really – that was like the midpoint of our season, and in the locker room she was like, this is a time to turn around if we want to start winning again. And we had a great student section. I had 
Brooks Rogers is there sweeping the floor after the game. So I really think that game just boosted us up a little bit. Yeah, Big Maddox, we've heard his name each podcast now. We can get him on here the next time. But, yeah, the volleyball team, they won two out of three just this week. So um, I think you all have had, like, that leadership starting to step up. Hopefully, you know, you have some veteran players now. So do you feel like they've stepped up? You guys have stepped up? You, Haley Potts, and that crew? Yeah, we had a girl, Carissa Ballinger. She was one of the leaders on the team, a senior. She tore ACL against South Green a few weeks ago. So that kind of took a toll on us. But I feel like some of us have stepped up some more. I know I have. I think it's been pretty evident just in the couple of matches that I've watched mm-hmm. this last week. Just, the Sevier County one that uh, Dennis had mentioned. You could tell some – seemed like you all were being a little more vocal. Uh, yeah. The energy levels had, had spiked, it seemed like. so. Yeah, that's the key with yeah. our team in volleyball is keeping our energy up. Well, you have a lot of cheers. How do y'all remember all those little chants and cheers that you uh, that y'all do in volleyball? We've had those since I was a freshman, <laughs> and they're just a little fun thing to do. Last year we had a lot more. We've not really pulled those ones out yet, but I want to see Coach Hill do those with the uh, boys basketball team. <laughs> have a few chants over there on the sideline. We're working on. We'll that. teach you some. Um, <laughs> what did you learn going through a coaching change with Coach Lewis that you've been able to apply um, going through this coaching change in volleyball that um, has maybe allowed you to help your teammates? Oh, I just think hoping for the best. I mean, Coach Lewis, I mean, it really, our season from my sophomore year to my junior year was just like completely different. And I got my love for basketball back some. And then volleyball, it's just, um, we're just getting used to her. And of course, it's very different. I played the three years with the same coach, and then this year having a new coach, we're just, trying to keep our hopes up, and it's going really good this year. What are some of those main differences between, you know, because, I mean, obviously, um, Tori, you know, been here a long time, um, had some great success while she was here, and then, of course, to be able to come in with Paige Kyle, you know, first year coaching at the high school level, period. um, What what are some of those differences that you're talking about? Um, I think Coach Kyle has a hard time yelling at us. She's really nice, and (laughs) – one day she had us do homework and have us write down things that like we need to do better ourselves and then what we wanted the coaches to do better. And I think all of us wrote down, yell at us when we need it because there's a lot of times we need it. But I've just I, there's a lot of things I've learned from her this year that like I didn't even know that was like a thing in volleyball. I'm honestly kind of dumb when it comes to volleyball. I never played club or nothing. But I've just learned like like I didn't even know you could do some of the stuff that she's taught us. So I think it's kind of opened my eyes. What uh, I mean, you talked about you you never really played club volleyball. Uh, what what got you to get involved with volleyball once you got here to Jeff County? Well, I started in sixth grade just because okay. I mean, it looked fun, I guess. And in sixth grade, I was like a setter, and no, out in sixth grade I was a hitter. I'm five two. I, I don't know why I was a hitter. I've never hit the ball again. And then seventh grade I was a setter. I cannot set to save my life anymore. And then I don't know. I just love it. It's fun. All my friends have always done it, and this year I've actually had a few. Most of my friends stopped playing this year to focus more on basketball and their other sports, so this year's a little different for me, but I think it's just the friends and the fun of it that's always kept me in it. Well, and you're, uh, you, you, know, you mentioned it, a multi-sport athlete, and you're one of those that you know pretty much is going year-round. What, what kind of challenge is that? Because, I mean, I know that basketball season doesn't stop just for volleyball season. 
Um, it's hard. I mean, it's really tiring. Is this man wearing you out? <laughs> no, we actually haven't. She's been wanting us to rest our bodies some, because like this week we had a three-game week, three days in a row, so I've not been going, but I'm trying to be a good teammate to my other teammates when I can outside of basketball. That's one of the questions I had for both of you guys. I mean, two of our top-notch students on campus here in the Valley, uh, you know, and you both are involved with so much. Uh, both of you are really involved with the Patriot Pals and your multi-sport athletes uh, involved in other clubs and plus you try to have your own social life you know outside of school and athletics and, and church you're really involved in those things so how do you balance that uh, these days as a you know as a senior this year do you sing karaoke year? like coach Lewis yeah, like, yeah like my, my downtime is singing karaoke on Got a you know, thrift Friday shops. or Saturday night, do a little thrift shopping, you know, treasure hunt. So for me, because uh, a lot of time is spent, you know, with football during the week, and then on the weekends now, Saturday is basically a day for recovery, and then Saturday nights now are mostly college football and hanging out, so uh, I like to fit in time. I try to, during the week, make sure all my school work's done, and then if I have a little bit that needs to be saved for the weekend, that's normally my Sunday activity. And um, as far as it goes for clubs and everything, just having that extra time for those when I can work it around uh, sports and everything um, is the way that I like to go about it. But saving time to hang out with everybody is normally my weekend thing. Yeah. What about you, Brooke? I know you played uh, fall league uh, the last couple of years with basketball and kind of decided to downsize some of your activities this year, which nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But like Hayden said, what do you do uh, to try to help, you know, bring some – enjoyment outside of academics and athletics um well i feel like i have a lot on my plate right now so that was kind of the whole fall league thing but also i'm taking some dual enrollment classes so i get to be home some during the day like every day i get to stay home for a class or two and that helps with it so much like that was like a lifesaver for me this year and also been trying to do everything that i can do so i don't regret it one day so trying don't to get blink. to Yep. Don't blink, guys. <laughs> Trying to get to right. Young Life every Monday after volleyball games and just been in time with my friends. And actually, me and Hayden are going to a Zach Bryan concert on oh, yeah. October 7th. Nice. So excited for that. Nice. So this Favorite song? Oh, man. So my favorite song would be on his Deanne album. It would be Man That's Never Known You. It's, uh, you put me on that one. Yeah. Um, let's, I'll just go with the new album. I think mm. I like... I'm gonna say tourniquet. That's my favorite one. Oklahoma Smoke Show. It's Oklahoma Smoke Show. Stop here. That whole good, uh, good on the golf course. <laughs> Oklahoma Smoke Show. That EP. Just all of it. I think mm-hmm. that is incredibly underrated. Well, when you all go to that concert, make sure that uh, Roger Watkins doesn't climb up on stage. He <laughs> might start singing with him. Yeah. Try to sing. He actually sings at Young Life. Who? Roger. Yeah, he I was see. playing guitar singing the other night. I see I his like, stories. He's always picking and grinning there a little bit. He's, he's good. He's good. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's he does good. a great job. He sang a lot in my class. <laughs> I, I don't teach musical theater or any of See, he had that. just started doing that really like uh, about a year ago, like a little over a year ago, a year and a half, because yeah. he would do it like uh, at our Young Life stuff, and then now he's gotten real good. We miss him here on campus. I know that. I miss yeah. him this year. We've Different vibe without Big Rod, but yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Maddox, absolutely. We, I can't wait. over Roger and Cage's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and he's doing patriotism. Superb job. I don't know, Dennis. Did you see? Uh, I know you're a WWE guy. Did you see Maddox with the Ric Flair robe and the oh yeah WWE belt? That <laughs> you can actually bought. find that picture on our photo gallery online at thestandardbanner.com. <laughs> nice. 
man. Selfless plug. Yeah. Uh, Brooke, just to kind of close things out, uh, you got a couple big matches still coming up with Morristown East and Morristown West. Going back through the district again, with the run that you guys have gotten on now, I mean, do you almost have a different mentality going into those matches versus the first time playing them? Yes, I think we know what we're up against, and we are more confident with ourselves and know that we have to keep the energy the whole match and hopefully have a big student section to cheer us on again. And then we're also, we have, like I said, or, sorry, uh, we don't have practice today. She wants us resting, and we're going to come in Monday, hit it hard, and then be ready for our games Tuesday and Thursday. Hayden, we'll jump over to you. Um, obviously, football team's been on an, inc an incredible roll since the start of the season. Uh, you guys are 3-1, and one, looking to make it 4-1 and one before going into the bye week with the game coming up against Morristown East tomorrow night. Um, well, could be tonight, depending on when you are listening to this. Um, what's been what's been the biggest difference for you guys since the since the loss to Oak Ridge? Because it just looks like a completely different football team this last three weeks. So I I think that the loss at Oak Ridge really was just kind of what we needed. I mean, I know that sounds cliche, but I mean it wasn't a region game. It was really to see where we were at because we had. A real good off season, and even in scrimmages, um, we had played real well and everything, but we really didn't get to showcase it. And I think whenever we were at Oak Ridge, we weren't at our full potential, especially in the run game, which we uh, rely on a lot this year. And so I think that after that game, we knew exactly what we need to work on and where um, kind of just our issues are at and our weaknesses. So once we were able to start working on those, which we're still doing. We're just able to um, bring it back. And another thing is just like everybody trusting in each other has really uh, built it back up. Once we kind of lose together, we decide that we can win together, and we like that a lot more. So, How big of a moment was that game at Science Hill? That, that's my biggest moment, and really that was, my, that was my favorite game. And then my favorite game changed after winning at midnight to DB at home. So. <laughs> But yeah, no, at Science Hill, that was the biggest thing because Science Hill hadn't lost a region game in over three years. So when you think about it that way, I mean, we're out here doing what we do, and we got them uh, finally this year after countless years. But um, it felt real good because plenty of coaches on the team had never even uh, beat Science Hill since they've been there too. So it was big. Last year, uh, you you dealt with an injury earlier in the year, correct? Oh yeah. How tough was it to have to sit on the sideline? It it, the year? it was real tough, especially um, when there were things going on, and really I was just having to sit there and I couldn't do anything about it. I was just sitting there watching, and for most of the time I wasn't even able to walk, so I was on crutches. And um, so yeah, that was definitely difficult for me, and I think that's kind of why this season is like a lot more important for me, is because I had worked real hard during that off season. Um, trying to get to where I wanted to be and then for it to kind of feel like it was taken away. Uh, this year I want it to just be everything and so far we're uh, all working together and it's it's working out real well. Do you think that that almost elevated the linebacker room though? Because I mean you, you go out and I know that Spen last year Spencer's biggest question mark was the linebacker core. Um, but you go out and that allows a guy like an Emmett Newman, a guy like a Braden Griffin to be able to step up in a big way and now I mean, teams have had an incredibly tough job running on you guys, and of course that starts at the point of attack and the second level of the defense. Yeah, I think that especially so. Emmett had always been like really a strong guy, and having him in Dallas at our edge 
just uh, playing outside linebacker, that has really helped out. But yeah, having Braden step up, because we had, had a senior, Nolan Bissell, he was always, um, he was he was really solid. And then the fact that Braden was able to step up um, the week that I went out, that really helped out, especially because now this year it's me and him at the inside, and we both love each other and trust each other. So um, having that really, really does help. So, oh, it's early, and I kind of know the answer. I'm just curious what you think. I mean, have you all been able – like, you all are in a, on a historical team already, you know, able to beat DB and Science Hill in the same season from what I was told. It's first never, time been, done it, never been done before. So, have you all even been able to – has Coach Riley allowed you all to soak that in a little bit, yeah, or is it like, you know, Coach that's, Prime? That's, that's so, good. I'm going to follow up on that here. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I'm going to bring him back think, down to earth. Well, Dion, I think, said yesterday or today, you know, like Santa Claus, he doesn't have time to enjoy the cookies. He's got toys to deliver. So the way we look at it is, um, I mean, we're all, we all enjoy it. And I mean, we kind of will take one day to celebrate and then we realize that it's on in the next week. And I think the most evidence of that was after Science Hill, because I mean, that was our big win. Beating Sevier County, especially at home, especially beating them pretty big, that was big for us. But um, Science Hill was just another, another um, beast. And so beating them, we were able to just kind of celebrate and take it to ourselves. Then when we got right back, we decided that it was kind of time we were going to focus for the next um, next opponent, which was Dobbins Bennett. So now having this kind of success, we're all just taking it as a part um, and then working on. And the way that our coaches say it is that we have plenty of time to uh, celebrate after December. So yeah. we'll, be, good. we'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. You said you were going to follow up. Yeah, I got a little different. A little different. That that kind of covered what I was going to say. Um, you mentioned earlier you talked about recovery and taking care of your body. And then, I mean, for a high school athlete, you said some things that were very mature. Did your injury give you a different perspective on uh, maybe how you went about um, taking care of yourself and making sure that you're ready to go? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, like with having an ACL, I never realized, like everybody talks about it. It's one of those injuries that it's like, common but like not common with everybody but um it's one of those things that I didn't realize how much goes into it until I'm there and I have to do physical therapy until from September to March and um so it it was definitely rough especially like everybody else is progressing and I'm watching them play I'm watching them work out and I can't do any of that and uh so that was rough but it made me realize like really if I um just kind of will like keep working then it'll all kind of pay off because now if I wouldn't have done all the physical therapy and everything I probably could have had myself messed up kind of for the rest of my life well it makes you think of you know you've had it once it makes me think of how you viewed it once you had it and then it makes me think of somebody like Camry Bolin who's went through a couple of those ACL tears she's actually had three knee surgeries and you know Sydney Dockery unfortunately lost her senior year last year first uh, few games of ours when she tore ACL for the second time so you know like coach said it kind of gives you a different perspective yeah it for sure does it. and it's something that really nobody will understand unless you do go through it and it's just like it's hard to explain you know like some people you can think that you understand everything and then going through it it's like just a whole another another thing mm-hmm. well to see you come back even stronger from it and you know Camry as well just to have that you know brave enough to come back from it because I don't know if it's always in your head yeah. you know, maybe thinking of that 
Andy mentioned something that uh, I mean I do find interesting. You know, talking about how some of your some of your answers are you know mature for your age, and you know one of the ones that I mean really something that sticks out to me. You realize that you know those region games are more important than you know even some of these closer rivals like a Morristown West or a Sevier County because they're going to get you where you want to go. What is it that gave? I mean, is it, have you always had that mindset, or is it something you've kind of had to grow into? Because yeah. I, mean, I know wanting to beat local rivals is, yeah. is a big thing. I would say, yeah, it's just kind of something you grow into and you realize because, I mean, initially you think, all right, we're just going to go get everybody. But when you think about game plan and who you really, it's like the most important, you realize that it's the region guys because that will set you up for playing in November and throughout. And so um, just having that mindset and then knowing really that every Friday you just have to go handle business and – and some of those guys that we will play, like Farragut, we could see them later in the playoffs. And so we just realized that even though they might not be our region, they're still a um, real important team because that can just be something that we'll, we could deal with later on. Um, you know, I'd have to deal with a couple characters each time we do <laughs> one of these shows. I'm interested to know on the sideline as far as the coaching staff, who's the biggest character on that staff? So the biggest character, if I had to think, Coach Riley's always getting getting on about something, but as he could, as he should, because of being the head coach and everything. But um, I think probably my favorite to see is Coach Yogi because he's just the he's always got the energy, whether it be positive or negative, and he's he's my guy. So just he'll tell me whenever something is real wrong. And if something's right, he'll tell me as well. So he probably has got the energy all the time. What kind of tandem do he and Tucker make calling the defense? It's perfect. So we've always got we've got Tucker up in the press box, and uh, he'll be talking to um, Coach Wagner and Coach Yogi, and then just them having communication with us. I think that's one of the things that's really helped our defense because when we're out there, we're um, all working as a unit there on the field, and then them on the sideline, they're working with him up in the press box, and it just all kind of – clicks and so just having all them um that really helps so they just create like a real good dynamic that helps us you know like good communication you guys have yet to allow a team to rush for 100 yards and we're four games into the season how long do you think you can keep this streak going uh confidently i will say that i think that we should and that we could keep it the entire season because i believe that oak ridge's running back is the best running back that we'll face in this regular season and um, the fact that we were able to stop him to, I think it was about 80, mid-80 like yards. Yeah, um, I think that that was real big for us, and that kind of showed us where we were at as far as run game. And um, I believe if we can just keep all that going, which I, I think we should, then I think we can keep everybody below 100 yards rushing. So we have to go to Hurricane Lane tomorrow night. So what, uh, what are some things – you know about East that we have to look forward to. So I know they're a region game, and um, I know that this year they may not have been having as much luck as in the past. So we're going in there really with the mindset that we just have to handle our business because um, really for as long as I know, remember, we just haven't had success at least this early in the season. So this is a big game for us to see how we handle it coming off those two, maybe really three big wins um, to see how we can handle business with a team that we should be able to handle it with. Well, That's kind of what I was going to ask a minute ago. How do you and other guys that you've, you've used the words trust, love, those are things, sacrifice, that successful teams 
when you hear them being interviewed, they use those words. And um, with this being kind of new territory for you guys, how do you make sure, um, you and the group of leaders on your team, how do you make sure that uh, you handle success? So for us, really, I mean, it's just kind of with us always talking and communicating, and we all are under the same, um, like, mindset that, like, we're doing what we have been wanting to do, and now we just have to keep it going and not get ahead of ourselves. And I think it's real good because, like I was saying, I mean, everybody out there that I play with I do really love, and we all hang out outside of football, outside of school and everything. And so uh, I think that puts the biggest thing. I think that's why this year is real different than years past is because we just all are playing for one another, not for ourselves, and uh, we all trust each other. So I think that's a big uh, key to our success so far in this season. Do you talk about winning a championship, or do you talk more about just trying to do it every day? Every day we do kind of a bit of both. So we all, yeah. we've been talking really since the end of last year because we know what we have to work with, and we knew that we could we can make it happen this year. And so we, we talk every day about working, I mean, piece by piece, 1% better every day, but also about how we're wanting to play on December 2nd. So... We, we definitely know that we have the potential to get there, so we just got to make it, uh, everything fall in line to get there. And that's the thing. Sometimes, you know, you'd mention the East, and I've heard a couple of people around campus talk about the East. How they're not really having a great year, but that's also one of those games, you know, you got to go in with the same top focus that you had last week against a DB or Santillo because, you know, we've been in those situations coaching basketball where you see teams play to that level of your opponent, and it – can make a, a slugfest that doesn't need to be a slugfest. Yeah, so I think really the thing that's real important to us is just knowing, I mean, that we, how we feel about the game, because, I mean, going there, we have a whole lot to lose, and they really don't, and so uh, that's really important to us, but just going there and trying to handle business, I think our biggest thing will be our physicality, um, because just as a whole team, I think we always have been bringing it every week. So as long as we can bring that, um, we should be able to finish business there on Friday. Well, hearing you speak, I hope your attitude is the same as the rest of the teammates because, I, I mean, that's, that's great. Just the way you all seem to be together as one, as a football mm-hmm. team and – you know, Brooke and the gang, they're over there in the right just going nuts for you guys. So it's, it's fun. When the, when the football team's succeeding, you know, the whole campus is just real energetic that, that I've noticed. So it's, it's nice to see. Guys, you got anything else? I, I don't. I just, you know, wish you all the best of luck the rest of the way. Brooke, next week with those two games. Are those at home next week? I, I hadn't looked we at the schedule West, next week. Tuesday home against East and then West away. Okay. Nope. Opposite. Nope. So Tuesday's what? Tuesday, home. Tuesday yes. home. Tuesday's home. Thursday, Sorry. Thursday on the road. No, you're good. You're good. So hopefully we can get people to come out. She mentioned the student section last week with the volleyball. They were a few uh, benches deep over there cheering them on. So hopefully we can get the well, right. Well, like you said, that, that definitely makes a difference. It does um, make a difference. It certainly made a difference in the, in the win over Sevier County. Yeah. Well, and shout out to the riot, too, at the football game. Hayden had mentioned it. Uh, playing that midnight game the other night. I mean, the oh, yeah. student section, they, they hung around. So it was, uh, you know, it was nice to see. Got home late, but it was a lot of fun. ACT in the morning, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Y'all did have the ACT. Yeah. Hopefully scored pretty high on it. That's fun going to bed at 3 in the morning. I really <laughs> enjoyed it. 
thank you both for coming on. I know it can be hard to uh, step out of your comfort zone and do something that you've never done before, but um, that shows the, the kind of character and the leadership that you offer. And we appreciate you coming on and doing this. It's certainly more interesting to listen to us to ramble on about nothing. <laughs> yeah, we'd much rather so. talk to you guys than the people listen to us. Well, thank you for thank having you us. Thank you for having us. Yes, sir. All right. With that, that sounds good, guys. That concludes the third episode of the Jeff Code to Go podcast. Uh, remember, you can subscribe to the Standard Banner for less than a dollar a week, $40 for the entire year. That gets you access to our online and our print edition every week. Um, so be sure to give them a call over at our office, 865-475-2081. The Standard Banner is open Monday through Thursday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., closed on Fridays. So if you try and call or stop by on Friday, nobody's going to be there taking a day off. Uh, thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time.